to this episode of The Stat Line. As always, I'm your host, Emmett Ross, and on today's Wednesday episode, I've been thinking it was Thursday all day, we're going to recap week four of the NFL and do top three takeaways, and since the NFL, NBA season is just around the corner, we're going to do, I'm going to give my all-NBA team, so one point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, basically, like, if I could assemble a like starting five lineup, this would be it. Okay, um, and we're gonna get started with week four re- recaps. And while I am pulling up the background music, guys, make sure to follow the stat line on Instagram, username the stat line podcast. And if you guys have anything you guys want to send in, you can send that into the stat line podcast at gmail.com. That's all lowercase. Um, and guys, thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. And let's pull up the background music. So a little side note, I have no idea how that whisper thing started. I'll probably have to go back and listen, but I, I, I don't know. There's no, like, deep reason to it. Definitely. So we're going to go to week four. And the first game we have uh, closer than expected. The Cincinnati Bengals beat the Jaguars by three points. The final score was 24-21. to 21. Um, I think both teams on this game, you know, the Bengals got another win. They're still contending in the AFC North. Um, Joe Burrow had a great game, 348 yards, 25 for 32 passing, and two touchdowns. Um, the running game was a little slow, and I know that because I have Joe Mixon fantasy football, but not anymore because I got a trade. I'll talk about that later probably, maybe, I don't know. Um, and the Jaguars, you know, they're able to keep it close with, honestly, a fairly good team. Uh, Trevor Lawrence had his first game without an interception, no touchdown, but, you know, Trevor Lawrence is, looks like he'll be... A uh, good NFL quarterback, you know, he's, he's adjusting well, it seems. Um, or he's starting to adjust well, you know, uh, get used to it. Um, the rushing game was good. Uh, James Robinson had 18 carries, 78 yards, and two touchdowns. And, um, yeah, but it was a very close game. And at, if I go to the ESPN FPI predictor, um, in the fourth, you know, yeah, in the fourth quarter, the Jaguars had an 85.9% chance to win. So it was a very roller coaster game, is what I would put this as. Um, next, we have that was Thursday. We're going to go to the first game on Sunday, and we're not saving best for last. We're going to Atlanta Falcons against Washington. Washington barely pulled out a win. Um, 34 to 30. Uh, basically, there's like a touchdown. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'll actually, I want to check. I don't want to lie. 33 seconds left. You know, touchdown. Um. So it looks like my Falcons aren't gonna make the playoffs. But who knows? Last season or things this season before they went one and seven and ended up with a record of seven and nine. So whatever. Um. Matt Ryan was, uh, he did okay. He went 25 for 42. And I'd say, like, what team, like, really won? Because, you know, the scoreboard's like, oh, Washington got a win. Yeah. But, like, what team really won? Honestly, I'm going to go with Washington, too. Um, I thought Atlanta was actually might win this game. They didn't. Um, Taylor Henneke had a good game. Not that the Falcons are necessarily a great team. Well, great defense, but, um, you know, they put up 34 points, which is good for this Washington offense, especially considering they're supposed to have a good defense. Um, so, next game, we have the Texans against the Bills, which was a complete shutout. It was 42-0. Um, 
I'm not really going to do what team won this because it's a little obvious. The Bills defense got four interceptions. And I think I traded Buffalo's defense like the week before. I don't know what it was, so I don't know. I think I had Buffalo's defense at one point. Um... Anyway, moving on. Uh, Stephon Diggs had a good game. Seven receptions for 114 yards. I don't know what that math would be. Let's see. Uh, that would be like... Uh, like 16 yards per reception, which is good. Um, the Bills, literally, at the beginning of the game, the percent chance for them to win was 91.6. Um, like the first time where ESPN's FPI prediction was right, you know. Um... Texans didn't have a very good run rushing game either, which I think was part of why they lost, especially considering if you're going to beat the Bills, it's probably going to be by outscoring them because you're not going to really shut down their offense. Um, and it's hard to outscore the Bills. You know, it would help if you can shut them out, but I think my approach against the Bills would just be, you know, if you score 34 points or whatever against the Bills, it's going to be a pretty close game. Uh, your defense will have to step up in your offense against the Bills, so... And in my next game, we have Bears against the Lions. The Bears um, went out. I don't know. I got lost there for a good second. So the Bears beat the Lions 24 to 14. Gee, that trade is really not helping the trade. I don't know. Jared Goff had a good game. Um, obviously, he didn't, though, if he lost. Maybe. I don't know. I think that the Bears won this because from what I saw in this game, it looked like the Bears were, like, destroying the Lions. Like, the Lions didn't even score until three, under three and a half minutes left in the third quarter. So, kudos to the Bears defense. Um, Not that it wasn't expected from the Bears defense, but um, they really stepped up this game, so that's good. And they improved to two and two, so they're kind of in con- contention, kind of. Next game, uh, whoa, that was weird, uh, technical difficulties on my Chromebook right now, it's not, it's not a Chromebook, I don't know why I said that, it's, I'm not using a Chromebook right now, I'm using a computer, not Chrome, anyway, so the Cowboys beat the Panthers 36-28, um, lots of home games. A lot of teams at home won this week. Um, Dak Prescott had an ama- somehow really good game. He had a lot of fantasy points for me. He had, went 14 for 22, 188 yards, and four touchdowns. Like, literally, he had 22 attempts, four touchdowns. That's like a that's a 2 to 11 ratio. So, every 11 passes, he had two touchdowns. So, basically, that's like every five and like every six passes you throw a touchdown, you know, whatever. It's, it's just crazy. Um, and then 188 yards and four touchdowns. Like I don't know how they worked out that. Um, but Ezekiel Elliott, I have Ezekiel Elliott and Dak Prescott in one fantasy league, which probably isn't great considering that um, you're just not very good. You'd rather have a quarterback wide receiver duo than a quarterback running back duo. Um, but I won. I beat Oliver. I don't know. I don't, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> Oliver should have beat me. I lost, though. I mean, I won. I don't know. And Amari Cooper had a okay game in fantasy. I don't know. DJ Moore, though, did good for me as well. I have a lot of players in this game, I realize. Okay, next game, we have... 
Colts Dolphins. Um, the Colts got their first win of the season in Miami. They won 27-17. Uh, Carson Wentz had an okay game. Um, the running game was average. I think this was, you know, the Colts that we're used to seeing. And the Dolphins, uh, you know, they're without the quarterback. So, um, Jacob E. Brissett was so close to 200 passing yards. Um, it was about 66 completion percentage, actually. 66.6 repeating uh, two touchdowns um and they didn't really have a good rushing game uh it just wasn't clicking with miami best game um that kind of sucks for them next game we have the browns against the vikings <gasps> this was a high scoring one you guys won't believe this 14 and 7 pardon my sarcasm but a lot lower than i expected especially considering they have two high powered offenses so Baker Mayfield didn't even throw a touchdown, um, and Nick Chubb didn't even run, like, he didn't even score a touchdown, so, I'm not exactly sure, well, I guess you could technically say that Baker Mayfield, um, he had a two-point conversion, (laughs) he didn't throw a touchdown, though, um, and Nick Chubb didn't score, not something we're used to, um, uh, yeah, It, it just looks like in the like, second half is really, like, it just wasn't high scoring at all in the second half. Um, the only point in the second half was a field goal by the Browns with, um, six minutes and 16 seconds left. Um, yeah, I don't know why you'd go for a two-point conversion in the second quarter, but that's what the Browns did. Interesting tactic. Honestly, though, two-point conversion, that's, like, an extra point basically almost guaranteed so next game we have the giants beat the saints in overtime 27 to 21 um actually i like that when the giants succeed except for when it's against the pelicans um i like daniel jones um i like saquon barkley i, I basically i like a lot of players on the giants um and i i especially like it when they beat a division opponent of the Falcons, which is the Saints. They're both in the MC South. Um, and honestly, they really just, yeah, won this at the end of, um, Graham Gonneau kicked a 48-yard field goal, sent it overtime, and guess what? My opponent actually cut Graham Gonneau right before this. Um, in my league, that would be, like, five points, so, I don't know, it would have been closer than 43 points. <laughs> yeah, I won by 43 points. Um, so, um, yeah, kudos to the Giants, I don't know what I'm saying, but, um, yeah, nice job Giants for pulling out a win, of course, I don't think I'd probably have any Giants fan listening to this podcast, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't, don't know a lot of Giants fans, um, the Jets beat the Titans 27-24 to in overtime, another overtime game, um, this was really surprising. I did not see this one coming, um, especially considering how high-powered the Titans' offense, who only put up against 24 points on a, a notoriously terrible Jets defense. Like, it, it was really surprising. Um, so, that's kind of my recap. I didn't, I wasn't able to catch this game. Man, I wish I did. That's crazy. Background music fades out. And I tap my phone to start it back up. I don't know, I'm goofy. Um, so next game we have, man, this is taking a while, already at like 12 minutes. Um, so we had Chiefs-Eagles, let's go, this game won me fantasy football. 
Tyreek Hill, you know, just an average game, 11 receptions, 186 yards, and 3 touchdowns, which got me 42 fantasy points, and I won by 42 points. Well, I won by 43, so I actually would have won if I had Tyreek Hill. Didn't have Tyreek Hill, and my wide receiver spot was empty, but it helped. I don't know what that was, but, oh, it was just my headphones against my microphone, because I wasn't careful. And Patrick Mahomes at five passing touchdowns, which is insane. Threw a touchdown, but that's reasonable, especially considering the Philadelphia Eagles defense is pretty good. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a great fantasy game. Um, I have some friends who had Jalen Hurts in multiple leagues, and they said he did great. So, um, yeah. Actually, the Eagles were never favored to win this game, which is crazy because it was really close, kind of in the middle of the game. Um, okay, next game, which wasn't really expected the cardinals beat the rams 37 to 20 this wasn't even close Kyler murray had an amazing game it, like if you look at his stats like 24 for 32 268 yards two touchdowns that looks like an average game uh he did really good though like honestly if you're gonna put up 37 points um against like one of the best defenses in the nfl you're definitely doing like you're you had an amazing game as a quarterback but, of course, for Kyler Murray, it's just an average game. Um, he had a good running game. Averaged 10 yards per carry. Uh, Chase Edmonds did. Um, I wish I picked up AJ Green. Bad. Anyway, moving on. Um, Seahawks beat the 49ers in a probably the biggest game of the week. 28-21. to And they literally... Um, the 49ers got like so close at the end. It was... A, like 120 left. Debo Samuel got an eight yard pass um, catch. That's why Debo Samuel went off. He had eight receptions for 156 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, so that was awesome. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. They, they made it so close at the end, but yeah. Anyway, I actually kind of wanted the Seahawks to win this one. But yeah, whatever. Moving on to the next team. We have Ravens Broncos. Um, Ravens won this one 23-7. I love this. You know, the Broncos were like, We're the best in the AFC West. It's like, no, you're not. You played the Jets, Giants, and the Jaguars. Calm down. And then it was awesome to see them get their bus kicked by the Ravens. So, Ravens, there's a little crap. Congratulations for knocking the Broncos off their pedestal or whatever this thing is. I don't know. And next game we have uh next game we have the Steelers against the Green Bay Packers. So um the Packers won this game twenty seven to seventeen. Aaron Rodgers uh had a good game for the season so far, obviously man. You know, really get started. He had 20 for 36. Not great completion percentage, but he didn't throw an interception. He had two touchdowns. Um, the Steelers, I would have liked to see more from their defense in this game, especially considering that the Green Bay Packers offense has been off to a fairly slow start. Um, Steelers are supposed to have a really good defense. Um, so I don't know exactly what happened there. Um, I guess the Green Bay Packers are just rolling now. Anyway, uh... Also, the Steelers are now 1-3. I think that makes the Bengals number one in the AFC North, which I don't think any of us saw coming. Um, in our next game, um, 
final one on Sunday that we're gonna be recapping is uh, the Buccaneers won 19 to 17. Honestly, I think both teams lost this game. The Patriots actually lost, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers that was a way closer game than it should have been. Um, Tom Brady went 22 for 43, which is like a 50 percent completion percentage. Didn't throw a touchdown. I, I don't know. It's just really the Buccaneers. Are, the Buccaneers are just not looking like they were last year. Um, you know, because it seems that they literally kept the same roster, but like other other teams are going to improve. You know, sometimes you shouldn't have the same roster. Sometimes you should get new players. You know, um, things change. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Um, but the Patriots this was. Um, I guess it was probably better for the Patriots. Uh, Mac Jones, he did, he did good. He actually outperformed uh, Tom Brady, in my opinion. Um, Rayland had a negative, uh, not negative one, uh, but they had a really bad rushing game. Um, and receiving-wise, uh, it was kind of all over the board. So that's nice because uh, we're getting a lot of wide receivers uh, sometime for New England, which is what I think they need. And we go into our last game um, to recap. We have the Chargers beat the Raiders 28-14. to um, This is, honestly, the Chargers are looking scary. They're looking a lot better than I thought they would. Um, Justin Herbert has had a fantastic season so far. Austin Eckler popped off. He had a good game. Um, and Jared Cook put up, like, 16 points for me, which is awesome. Um, and I was a little surprised because the Raiders were undefeated to this point. Um, I thought it would at least be kind of close, um, at least closer than it was, but, you know, it, it just wasn't, I don't know, but the Chargers are just looking good this season so far, so we're just going to do three takeaways for week four, and then we're going to head into the break, so the Bills, first, uh, takeaway is that the Bills, they are far ahead compared to the rest of the AFC East, um, you know, with the loss, uh, um, with, New England losing and Miami losing this week. Um, that's playing two one and three teams, and well, three one and three teams. The Bills are currently three and one. You know, the Bills just look to be on a complete like two tiers ahead of everyone else in the AFC East. Um, and I honestly thought it would be closer. I thought the uh, Patriots and Miami might be contending, um, but you know, yeah, two was injury, and the Patriots are still really young. Um, plus they cussed upon, uh, Gilmore, so that's interesting. Um, the Cardinals are 4-0. I thought that they might contend in the NFC West, but not to this point. I still thought the Rams were going to be number one. So this was, this is pretty shocking to me. Um, I guess their defense really stepped up. They had a good offseason. And my last takeaway is the Dallas offense is looking scary. Um, you know, you have Dak Prescott. Um, Ezekiel Elliott, um, Amari Cooper, and you have the offensive line, you have all the weapons you need, because Dak Prescott himself said, you know, if you're gonna blitz us, we're gonna beat you 500 yards, we're gonna throw 500 yards, if you're gonna play man-on-man on us, we're gonna run the ball 475 yards, you know, I just don't see how you can really stop this, um, Dallas team with Without, like, you're going to have to score more than them. It's basically how you're going to have to attack it. Because you're not going to shut down their offense. Well, I think that just ends uh, this half of this episode 
of the stat line. I said the a lot in that sentence, but I guess that kind of happens because my name is the stat line. I don't know. Anyway, see you right after the break here on the stat line. So guys, welcome back to this episode of the Sat Line, which I believe is episode thirty-two. Yep, thirty-two. And um, we're just gonna do an all NBA team. So one point guard, shooting guard, small forward, power forward, and center. And um, and then we'll wrap up today's episode. Um, I was just gonna do this because the NBA season is just around the corner. So I don't know. Just because I feel like it, I'll do this. Okay, point guard. I'm gonna put Kyrie Irving. You know, he has the best, probably in my opinion, the best ball handling um, of all the point guards in the NBA. Um, and he has, he's really good at defense too. You know, he might not be as good a shooter as Steph Curry. But, you know, if you can't like, if you don't have the moves, you know, like it doesn't really matter how good of a shooter you are. Except Steph has that, but I just think Kyrie's a better player. Um, shooting guard, I have Steph Curry. Um, he's, gonna be, he's one of those players that, you know, has like, 30 points, 10 assists. Um, because he's given the ball so much on his team. Uh, small forward, I'm going to put Kevin Durant. Um, he's an amazing shooter. You know, basically, if if you force him left, like, he's going to go left and score. If you force him right, he's going to go right and score, you know. Like, you can't really stop him. You're going to need to, like, double-team him or something. I don't know how I would stop him. I, I couldn't. <laughs> um, power forward, you have Giannis, just a dominant player. Um. And great defensive player too. And center, this probably will be my most controversial one. Controversial. Um, I'm having Joel Embiid at center. Um, the reason I put Joel Embiid at center is because I feel that he is better than Nikola Jocic, but Nikola Jocic is on a better team. Joel Embiid has basically carried the 76ers for the past two, three years. So um, that's why I put him there, and I think he's a better shooter than Nikola Jocic, um, and a better defender. So, um, that just about wraps up today's episode, and guys, make sure to follow this outline on Instagram, um, at the Stalling Podcast, and if you guys have anything you guys want to send in, you guys can send that into the Stalling Podcast at gmail.com. That's all our days. And, well, we'll see you next time. Music for the stat line was created by Forrest Hughes-Gonzalez and North Truly. Managed by North Truly. North Truly is the answer.